Welcome to the DCC RPG Actual Play Podcast, brought to you by the Iron Tavern and Spellburn. Our cast of characters for this campaign is Baptist, the cannibalistic thief, Nuniklaus, the boom cannon wizard, Jargon, where did he go, halfling, Santh, cleric of Mani, Vixila, the guardian warrior, Gonlex, the warrior who dreams of seafaring journeys, Mephrodis, the corrupted wizard, Bong, the glistening warrior, Aram, the sergeant-at-arms warrior, and Jadawan, the apprentice wizard. Standing before the ever-changing wizard's tower in the northern ward of the city, the adventurers find gaining entrance to the tower more difficult than anticipated. After trying the front portal and determining it too risky, they turn to the balcony high up on the tower side. After much struggle, the adventurers gain access and begin their explorations. So what's going on with that dwarf, Dustin? Uh, he's a... Uh... He's a good guy. I didn't realize when I wrote his name that it says "be legal." Yeah, um, but he has uh, he has intentions of being anything but legal. So he should be a fun addition to the party. I should say "be lethal." Be lethal. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Belagall, but uh, yeah, he should be fun. I think he's been. Um, he came to the the great city. Looking for some adventure, he, he heard about our group. He was looking for people that were into uh, murder and getting lots of treasure. And uh, <laughs> he heard whisperings about this temple that he needed to visit. And uh, while there, he met with Santh. And Santh was like, hey, we're getting ready to raid this tower. I'm late. You should come with me. <laughs> and along the way, Belagall told, uh, told Santh about the chromatic pig wizard of Snake Pass who has been terrorizing people and taking their coin and storing it in his hideout. Belagall wanted to break into the hideout and take the treasure, but the pig wizard whisked him away to the shores of the sunken city. Now here he is, looking for mischief. So tell us more about this pig wizard. Well, he's a chromatic pig wizard, so you know that means uh, that means something bad's going to happen. Fairly certain that his patron is a... Uh, that's the name of the patron. <laughs> the Lord of uh, Lord of Pigs. You spell that? Keeper. Is it like Keeper of Bacon? <laughs> keeper of Bacon. <laughs> the Lord of Pigs and Keeper of Bacon. Little did you know that every time a pig snorted, he was actually saying a prayer to... <laughs> <laughs> Last week, you guys made your way into the courtyard... After Ephardius lowered the wards on the outer walls, you made your way up the little path, and you stand in front of the door of the tower. And uh, the door is a glossy obsidian. Uh, the ebon surface of the door seems alive with twisting symbols and half-glimpsed visages seemingly birthed from a madman's dreams. A series of purple-red runes adorns the lintel above the door. Can we read the runes above the door? You can try. They are. They don't make sense as is. Do they say anything as is? Not that you can decipher, unless you comprehend languages or something like that. Uh, Somebody dies. Yeah, I'm kind of afraid to see who's died already. Yep, I've already got one pending out there. Yeah, we know too many important people now. Actually, I was thinking about, <clears throat> in reference to the question, Dustin, maybe having Mephrodis uh, patron a uh, planer step back to the temple and bring y'all in that way they won't know our numbers we'll have people coming in that way or y'all can just show up whatever's cool 
I mean, I can walk, but if you're going to offer planar travel... Well, that probably does You know how Mefford is cast. That probably won't work out in anyone's benefit, so... Yeah, I want to see the planar step roll. Instead of having a couple extra people, we'll be down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why don't, we, why don't we just walk? I think we'll just walk. Make sure Afardius is still out there in the square doing his job. What's what's Afardius supposed to be doing? He's supposed to be reading scrolls and keeping the wards down on the, the gate. Yeah, he's out by the fountains, and he's the one that wow. The... Whoa. <laughs> is that you? Oh, oh. <laughs> it is the time of The time of doom is over. How's that? There we go. Ephardius was the scholar that had procured some scrolls that while miracles slept on the night of the new moon, that the magic would be weakened enough that the scrolls could power down the wards along the castle walls, when you or the tower's walls, courtyard walls. And when you came, you saw various runes across those walls as well. They had been glowing. Shortly after you guys arrived, they ceased to glow, and you can only assume Ephardius had something to do with that. All right, so we're at the door. We just defeated the leopards or lions or whatever they were. Yep, there were two two white leopard-like creatures that were in the courtyard, and that's what attacked you at the end of the session last week. All right, let's read those runes. We have a uh, Comprehend Languages scroll. Okay. Mephredis would like to hand that to Nuni Klaus and ask him to do the honors. Okay. What page is that? 136. <laughs> 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 Man, these these scrolls ain't worth crap. Man, this scroll is junk. Just throws it down. <laughs> Don't work. <laughs> and the question is, what happens when you roll one on a scroll? Nothing. Yeah, it's just nothing. <laughs> that doesn't sound right. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all can talk about it next week on Spellburn. Yeah. Just, just rule it like that for now. I can figure it out. That was Nuni Klaus that did it, though, right? That was Mephrodis. <clears throat> no, it was Nuni Klaus. I can see people just turning around. Each one of them's like pointing at the other, like little kids trying to blaze and blame. This idiot over here. Okay, scroll need only be read to be activated. The reader then makes the appropriate spell check to determine the results. So, let's do. Go ahead and roll a d6 modified by luck. Would it be subtract? Subtract. <coughs> Modified by Yes, subtract. Hold it, wait. No, you want to add it. No, you want you want to add because higher results are okay, better for you. Six. So just a misfire. So now roll a d4. Get a three. Oh. <laughs> so all creatures within 30 feet, including the caster, are stricken with the inability to speak for 1d6 minutes. Are so you four me? minutes. You cannot speak. No one. <laughs> okay, at this point, the new dwarf just he just drops trow and pees on the scroll. <laughs> I can't say let this be a lesson to you, but I hope that by his actions, it's the look in his eye. Is, it's the look in his eye, exactly. He's making eye contact while he does it. Oh, totally. <laughs> he's just he's got the hate eyes on. He's oh, just staring. Yep, absolutely. 
I guess Snitch will kind of make hand gestures to try to, you know, like he wants to check for traps by doing some hand gesture okay. serious thing. So <laughs> It's a good thing that we talk about yeah. our characters and we don't stay in character the whole time because otherwise that would be five minutes of a boring-ass podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so find traps here. Yeah. He found you them. Do not find any traps. Did yeah. you take uh, four minutes to do that search? Because if you did, uh, Lex can, or I mean, uh, Santh can cast Detect Magic. Or we could wait a few. I mean, uh, <laughs> everyone's just standing I mean, in the courtyard. <laughs> I mean, just, it's up to just, you guys. If no one else is going to do anything while you guys can't speak, then. Uh, Badness will roll for traps. Okay. Bong starts looking for something to make a battering ram with. 19. You believe the runes above the door, uh, are part of some sort of magic... Some sort of magic? What did you say? Some sort of magical trap. Trap. Maybe we could kind of point at Sam and up, point to the door. How far up is the balcony? It is about 60 feet up. As soon as we can speak again, Mephrodis will try to cast a spell magic on the door. Okay. You guys need to speak again. Four minutes has passed. Suddenly you guys are able to get your voices back. We all start swearing at everybody else. I assume... Probably. <laughs> Jargon's going to size up the dwarf a little bit. Let me um, let me cast Detect Magic. Let Santh cast Detect Magic before you do the Dispel thing. Okay. Mine. Dispel, <laughs> dispel away. So add to your disapproval. <clears throat> oh, I'm adding, Jeffrey. No worries. We don't want to forget that. <laughs> All right, Mephrodis will try to dispel the magical trap and whatever other magics he can dispel. <laughs> so you can cross the spell magic off your list for the day. Let's just call it a night, fellas. Let's go back to Ezra's. <laughs> can we hang our heads in shame and walk back out? A doorway on the balcony. Can we see up there? The opening on the balcony is about sixty feet from the ground. You know from the description that the Layla gave you guys that it is like an eerie of some sorts for some flying creature that Americal had. Oh, let's speak our so, code word. Uh, things are like a hey mal type thing. What is, yeah, what was the code word? The code word was Alma's Turbayan Trabula. And with that, the purple-red runes f- lose the red color and fade to a light purple. All right, let's uh, detect for traps. Again. <laughs> 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 All right, let's search. Fifteen. It looks good. All right. Um, it does not appear to be locked. All right, Bong motions for his uh, hired man to come forward with him, and he gives the word to drop near to open the door. Okay, drop near. That's the one doing it. Yes. So Dropnero walks up to the door, opens it, so down the bottom part of the map, Okay. opens, and it reveals a small chamber with a door across the way, and inside it looks like a small antechamber beyond the door. Uh, it smells of animals. There's a pair of empty golden collars attached to the walls by thin chains, and there's various bones, a water trough, bloodstone flagstone, bloodstained flagstones, Oh, the only other things inside the the room. So does it smell or look like this is where the lepers were kept? It, it seems very much so, yes. Okay. Um, what does the door look like ahead of us? The door ahead 
looks like a finely crafted wooden door uh, with brass hardware. <clears throat> Is there a way for the leopards to have gotten out? Or not? Uh, it looks like the only way out would be the door you guys are coming in through. So maybe Miracle let them out before he went to sleep to sniff his black lotus or whatever he's got to do. Yeah, that looks like probably the most likely scenario. You don't see another way out or like a tunnel out or anything like that. It looks like the only way out would be the front door that you guys have open. Let's check some golden collars. They just look like regular collars and chain, like nothing special about them, no glinting or anything. No glinting. They just look like gold collars attached to the chain. Okay. But it's actual gold and not just the color gold? It looks like actual gold. All right, we'll start prying those things off. Who's going through the door first? Drop them there. Make a luck check. We didn't get the chance to check for traps. <laughs> <laughs> there was gold in there. Oh, man, he's got a four luck. A four luck? <laughs> <laughs> that's why he's going first. And that's minus two. Is in, or is that in the minus three range? No, it's two. Four oh. minus two. Alright. Just do a uh, roll. Ooh. Do a roll under. So you're actually. No. That's under. That's under. Well, yeah, but you threw a minus two on there. Ah. Uh. So you rolled a five. He had a four, right? <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Is he carrying a sword? What kind of armor does he have? He has no armor. What kind of weapons does he have? He has a dagger and a hammer. The dagger and hammer turn to rust. Crap. He makes it through. He's in the room now. He's fine physically, but his weapons just turn to rust. That's like Emrakal's signature spell in DCC, isn't it? Perhaps. Is it, is it metagaming if I look it up, Jeffrey? What are you looking up? Emrakal's in whatever that spell named after him is in here. That's probably metagaming. If you have to ask if it's metagaming, it's metagaming. <laughs> it's DCC, man. Come on. So, All right, I won't look it up. Could we get another like detect check to see if it's gonna if it's still there? As in, getting rid of yeah, it. But yeah, sample. And all of our weapons turn to rust. It's kind of pointless to be in there then. Twenty-five. Woo. What was that? A detect magic? Heck yeah, it was. No, that was that was a defeat the temple roll. <laughs> defeat the tower. <laughs> We win. I won. I won. You DCC. win. Game right over. Right there. <laughs> Short night. No. Thanks for Sorry, tuning in, folks. <laughs> uh, the cleric can determine exactly which objects or creatures are magically enchanted within range, which is 30 feet or more. In addition, the spell reveals creatures of non-mortal origin can distinguish between magical creatures and non-magical creatures. He can tell if different weapons or items or equipment on a creature are enchanted, blah, 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 blah. You Further, noticed. I receive a precise understanding of a magic strength and nature. So I could tell if a sword was plus two or that a door is guarded by a level three ward portal spell. So I get, like, specific details. So we hold up you everything we got as magic. <laughs> 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 you know the lintel above the door is magically trapped and that its power seems to be to turn metal into rust to those that pass underneath the door frame. Okay. What about the collars? Do I notice anything about the collars or anything about the door beyond? You do not notice anything about the collars or the door beyond. The one about the details on the lintel above the door. Don't go. It's still trapped. Rusty things happen. All right. Mephrodus could spell burn to get the spell magic back, or the thieves could try to disarm it. Kind of a check, but what kind of a, <laughs> a 
disable trap roll would that require? <laughs> <laughs> you don't know. Probably a good one. Mephrodus is going to spell burn a point of strength, and he's going to cast Dispel Magic. Okay. Trying to disarm the trap. Got a 16. Let's see what that does. <laughs> if need be, we've got a jargon still. <clears throat> oh, yeah, that's true. Sorry, 208. The caster potentially cancels the active effects of a single spell with a non-permanent duration. Crap. That, that knocks that one out. All right, you, uh, what does 20 get you? 18. The caster potentially cancels the active effects of a single spell with a non-permanent duration. So I have a non-permanent duration. Friendly, friendly, friendly spell effects. But non-permanent nature as well. Slashes permanently neutralized. So temporarily neutralized. 7 to 31, is that where you're at? Oh. Yeah, it's way up there. Yeah, you're probably going to 27 to temporary neutralize through dispel. Boy. Man. We could we could try to go up through the balcony. You could cast it again. Spell burn the heck out of it. And roll one. It's like, alright, I'm going back to the table, fellas. I'll see. Tell me what <laughs> yeah, like, what if, um, what if we just, like, dig a hole through the side of the tower? Well, we could do that. Or Aaron had a good idea. We could go up through the balcony. We can either shoot a grappling hook up there, or we can... Many clouds could cast spider climb and climb up there. Or Sam- Jeffrey? Yes, sir? What is the door frame made of? Like, where, where the trap is set? What yes. specifically is that made of? Is it made of stone or is it made of wood or stone? Can it be made of wood? It's made of stone, and the tower changes too over time. <clears throat> Let's walk the perimeter of the circumference of the tower and see if there's anything, another door or any kind of feature in the back that we haven't noticed or something. Okay. Uh, so the courtyard's full of thick underbrush and such as you circle around, but if you stay up close to the base of the tower. Uh, it's not too bad. And as you circle around, you see no other entrances beyond the door in the front and then a balcony that's about 60 feet up. Okay. And as you're walking around the tower, it shifts from the to a, like, rusted iron adorned with sharp spear-like spires. Where when, we get, the, where? when we get back around to the door, is it, turned, is it, is it now wood? It is now iron. <laughs> <laughs> Where is the balcony in relation to the tower? The balcony is over on the right-hand side of the tower over here. Is it beyond the line of this second wall and door? And where does it... Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it is... I think you said it was about 60 feet up last week. So it's about 60 feet yeah. up. It is about the halfway mark. Halfway around on the right. Yep, so it's like, yeah, so it's like literally like right... There, here I'll draw it. Well, there's a balcony up there. There's um, so it's like right there. The other so you solution. get your door there and right there. Are there any like buildings, other buildings in this courtyard, or buildings is like on the outside of the wall that are like taller buildings? Nothing's taller. The tower's 200 feet tall, and I can reveal the rest of the wall though. But the whole the whole courtyard is pretty much full of brush and thorny little trees and stuff, but you don't see any other buildings on the property. And like I said, it's 200 feet tall, so there's nothing really taller. <clears throat> what about this? What about, I mean, we can't do it with all the all of the armor and stuff, but one person could take a bulk of the weapons and go through, and we could, Jargon could do it, or one of the thieves, and burn luck and get through the thing, get through the trap. 
Uh-huh. You know, weapons would would go with one person who could, who would have the, whoever has seen the best chance of making that luck check. Well, <coughs> or we go, or we try to go up through the balcony, or we can go back into town and get some clubs and spears. We're just gonna club them to death. <laughs> that would actually probably be better. Yeah, but I would assume that that would go for our armor too. So we'd have to move to like hide or leather or studded leather yeah. armor. Yeah, finding on jargons and padded snitches and leather. So it's just their weapons. All right. How far out does the balcony stick from the tower? From the tower, does the balcony extend? Like, is it just it's just a small, like a foot and a half, two feet? Oh, why don't why don't we get a couple picks and a couple shovels and um, a couple like hammers and chisels and let's just chisel out that block with the trap on it. Well, we're on a bit of a time crunch. That one. Yeah, how long does it, do we anticipate that would take, Jeffrey? It's a good idea. Well, the tower changes, so you're not sure if it right. you got rebuilds ah. itself during that time or not. But if it does, you've got 15 minutes to at the moment chip through iron. So it changes roughly every 15 to 20 minutes? Yeah, it changes about every 15 minutes. That's what Fardia said. Does it ever change to wood? <laughs> you do not know. Oh, man. I had this wood news because we're <laughs> never anywhere where doing, like, warping a piece of wood would be helpful at all. I mean, you were on a boat like something for a little the pig while. Wizard. Yeah, you were on a boat, too. It would have been. I, think I remember using it once. I tried to use it once, and I think there was some brush in in a cave somewhere that we used it on. I mean, if you want to, at an angle, you could probably use it on a tree in the uh, little courtyard area here. Oh, I could. I could shape the tree into a giant middle finger facing the balcony. <laughs> <laughs> so what so, type of time limit are we on I, I, since I missed last episode? I'm um, assuming we got all session. night. Yeah, we've got to get in before he wakes up. Yeah. So we've got okay. until morning. So yeah, you're here at night. It's a night of the new moon, and you've been told that he slumbers. The de- his deal with the lords of chaos means he has to sleep in this glass sarcophagus on uh, the night of the new moon, and that's time that we uh, spent currently trying to get in. Probably about forty-five. Probably from the time you hit the front gate of the courtyard, about forty-five minutes. Oh man, let's take oh, that's the balcony. Let's take the balcony. Um. That's probably going to be our best bet, honestly. Belagol has a luck of, of 16, so if we want to try the walk through the walk through the door with our weapons, Aaron's suggestion, he, he might be, if nobody else has got a higher luck than that, he's got a pretty high luck. No, yeah, Jargon's only at 11. He doesn't have a, a modifier. Memphis takes one of his iron spikes and tosses it through the door. What happens to it when it lands? Make a luck check. Old Mephrodis. I'm rolling under. I failed. <laughs> well, that's what you wanted, right? See yeah, see what happens. Do we just want to go every man for himself? Did it, did it what change? Happened, what happened to the spike? It turned to rust. It turned to rust. Beat that. I mean, the issue is everybody's armor. I mean, I think we could, a couple people could carry the weapon through and get under the blood. I mean, we may not, but the odds are that we will. I mean, Belgo's got a pretty decent luck on Yeah. I'll let Baptist throw an iron spike in. Okay. Just uh, make a luck check. <laughs> He's on. It makes it to the other side, and no problems. All right, let's just let Baptist or somebody... He's a rust. I wonder if we could do, like, like the Eddie Murphy trick from, like, 
Beverly Hills Cop 2, if we could get, like, a sheath of metal or something and, like, build a, like, put, like, a shield on top of us and walk under the shield and that'll, like, keep the magic from working. So, like, a preventing a magic waterfall kind of thing? You rush your shield and not the stuff. Right. All right. Does anybody got a shield we we could use? We got a water skin. <laughs> Everyone under the water skin, quick, <laughs> quick. I guess in the uh, Yeah, it's probably everything. I think we should just start throwing stuff in with a somebody with a high luck. Either that or just load them up. Well, yeah, or did they have to roll load them up and carry it one one shot? Did, yeah, do they have to roll luck for every item, or do they have to roll luck? Individual. They'll be individual. Oh. Unless you throw item one at a time. <laughs> Which would still be individual. <laughs> but, if, I mean, here, you carry everything you've got. If you make it, you make it. Oh, okay. Yeah. You're not rolling for, like, every piece of metal you have on your body. Okay, well, <clears throat> I think that it's just probably best just to load one person up with the highest luck. Well, is it is it possible to to burn luck on this roll, Jeffrey? To get not the way I do it with the roll under, because if you burned your luck, you start dropping your score too. Okay. So it's sort of like the the <clears throat> roll the body. It's it's not worth burning luck because it lowers the right. score as you try to do it. So well, what about sort of a straight luck? up under your luck roll. But I mean, if you got a sixteen or seventeen, I mean, man, those are good odds. Yeah, only a right. But if one person twenty percent chance of failure. You got every weapon we have in your arms. <laughs> well, I mean, just because they're rust, are they like brittle rust, or is it still kind of like held together rust? They look like <clears throat> they're ruined rust. Yeah, Draupner smashes his hammer on the ground, and what happens? It just turns to like rust fragments, like you took an old rusted muffler and just smashed on the ground, you know, all pitted out. Alright, so I'm going to kill him with tetanus. That's fine. However he dies, I don't really care. It's the same <laughs> result. So who's got the highest luck? Back at 717. Mm -hmm. And what's his uh, weight-carrying capacity? <laughs> He's, he can carry a bunch of that. <clears throat> a few steps, anyway. I mean, in yeah. the door. Constantius has a 15. Oh, jargonal hand Yeah, Santa's pretty sure it's just the, the door, door frame itself, the top of the door frame. Is that what we want to do? We want to take that risk? And just go. It's either that or we try to scale up 60 feet. <clears throat> which. And what's wrong with scaling up 60 feet? Falling. Whatever's at the top <laughs> of the door over the balcony. Up there in the balcony. Not making the check for the climb. Alright. <clears throat> Mephrodis is going to cast Dispel Magic again. If he can get some luck, we'll shut it down. Maybe you should get some luck from Jargon. That's what I was, was mm -hmm. hinting at. Are you mm -hmm. ready, Jargon? Mm -hmm. Is that cool with everybody? So you're spellburning something, right? Yeah. Yeah, I got to spellburn something else. I'm going to drop another strength. Okay. Uh, nope, I'm going to drop an agility. Dang, that's a lot of luck. Wow. All right, so... <laughs> 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 you said you needed a 27? <laughs> <laughs> Not gonna happen, is it? It can happen. We're just gonna have to be really good at our rolls from here on out. Yeah, we'll, we'll let's don't do it. Let's do. Let's work around. Let's go. Let's, I think we take the balcony. Right? <clears throat> yeah, Bong can scale it, and he'll be glad to pull people up. What the, what check is uh, is the climb check, Julie? Strength, probably. Yeah, strength is what I usually do. Maybe I think we'll cast spider climb and try to climb it. Awesome. Oh, there you go. That works too. Let's go to the balcony. Take the rope with him. Go up and. Uh, Completely forgot you had that. 
He gets to the top, he'll secure the rope. And... Okay, so. Mm. Nice, that ought to do it. Like, mm-hmm. Does that one. How many people get spider climb from that? Let's see. Caster gains the actual climbing ability of a spider. Even when using gloves and shoes and when carrying objects in his hands, he can hang upside down, climb complete vertical. Caster moves at normal speed, never makes a climb check, and is immune to spider web. Can scurry along upside down at obtuse angles. He makes it. Okay. Wait, I have to do this willful, woeful, mercurial effect. 50 50 chance wizard's luck will change. So we'll say over 50 is no change. Oh, okay. So it's going to change. And so now your luck is changing? 50 50 chance it'll increase or decrease. So I'll roll it again and we'll say over 50 is an increase. Oh, yes. <laughs> So you actually increased your luck by one? By 1d3. Oh, okay. Nice. Ooh. There you go. Nice. Well done. Wow. So increase your luck by Can it go above max? No, it can't go above max, I don't think. Okay. 16. Nice. <clears throat> so Klaus makes it up to the balcony. I assume he went up with a rope to drop down. Yeah. So as he's feeding that rope down, find him. And go ahead and roll initiative. Crap. Roll initiative. What did I do with that other page? Where is is he at when we're... He is on the balcony. He made it to the balcony. But as he was getting set to feed the rope down, something inside on the other side of that open archway is launching towards him. All right, he'll say the word, the safe word. Safe word. Almaz Turban Tribula. Okay. What'd you get, Sam? 16? Yeah. Climb like the wind. It's a long climb. Pretty much, Santh, Pelagol. Could he have, could any class have tied off? Has he tied the ropes off yet? He was trying to tie the ropes off. Make a luck check to see if you were able to get it tied off before you get attacked here. If you're under your luck, then you got it tied off secure enough. To, for the folks to start Can making he, their way up. Otherwise, it's not tied yet. I, I would like for him to try to tie off more than one rope if I'm ca- able to. But here's the, here's the luck rule first. So that is under his luck. Okay, you got one rope tied off. That's about all that you had time for. Okay. You can decide next on your initiative whether you're going to tie another rope off or what. <clears throat> okay. So we got initiative orders, but you guys don't know anything's going on. So the critter gets to Nuni Klaus first and makes this vicious and it looks like this uh, prehistoric pterodactyl is what it looks like and it's got this big long beak thing and it comes charging in at Nuni Klaus and tries to bite him. 18 hit Nuni Klaus and hits you for one point of damage. That's nice. And then it is Nuni Klaus's turn who can of course scream and shout and let the others know you've got one rope hung down to the base of the ground and that's what we're looking at at the moment. I'm on the balcony, and the pterodactyl's right up on me. Yes. The, uh, it charged towards the uh, the balcony opening there. It looks like this is the spot where it used to, it would take off from. Um, and it charged right to As you were had your back to it, setting the rope, you heard the noise. You turned, and this pterodactyl was charging you. You managed to get the first rope tied off. Okay. At this pterodactyl, it's tried to bite you. Any class going to cast Scare? Try to ride it. Come on. Okay. 19. Now, the mercurial on this, creatures of intelligence of three or lower flee. 
automatic. It seems to be magically enchanted or some sort of magical creature, okay. so it doesn't get influenced by that, but... Magic pterodactyl. Never works on these... This is why Pathfinder's like it is. <laughs> so you find a nickel for every magical pterodactyl I came across in the game. 30 feet, the creature receives a will save, resists the effect, failure indicates it experiences a moment of fright, and immediately flees at a maximum speed, 1d4 plus 1 rounds. I'm guessing that was his... It, yep, that was its save, it failed. And now roll two see. So Two rounds. So the pterodactyl... Now fleeing, he would he could probably cover a lot of ground and fly it over the city away from the tower, right? Correct. He does seem to be able to fly fast, and he does leap out into the air and begins to right. fly away. Enterprise is going to tie a second rope and then uh, look into the room. So what are the others going to do as you've got the one rope? Bong immediately starts climbing and yelling at his men to follow him. Okay, make a climb check for Bong. So let's do this in initiative order. You can start tying a rope the next time. Okay. Uh, so, Sant and, uh... Oh. <laughs> What's the turn, man? So, <laughs> we know what happened with Bong. <laughs> Bong gets, like, halfway up the rope and slips. What's a con? It's eight points of damage as he falls about 30, 35 feet to the ground. It's <laughs> a bunch of junk. I got 18 strength. I should not have to make a check. <laughs> so, it's a strength uh, check? Yes. Is it modified by uh, anything? No. Alright. Yeah, Santhan and Veligal will start up the rope after seeing uh, Bong bounce off the... get halfway up and then bounce off his head. Okay. That's an 8 for Santhan. Okay. And a 14 for Veligal. Okay, you guys both start making your way up the rope. You're about halfway up the rope as we get Jargon. You got two so, people on the rope moving towards yeah. the balcony. And the second rope is already tied off, or no? Not yet. Okay. Because he casts a spell. When he gets his initiative, he'll drop the second rope and set it. So out of curiosity, it's going to take two rounds to climb. Is that what's happening? Yeah. Okay. I can just see somebody filling their roll and everybody come toppling down. Give me my yeah, it may, Adam. It, <laughs> it may not be a bad idea to, to kind of yeah, our, pace ourselves up the ropes. Well, I mean, everybody could... Could hold their turn, let Nuniclaus tie the rope, and then we could go back and. I'd, I'd say Jargon and Smitch are going to delay. What was that? Jargon and Smitch will probably just sit at the, at the base waiting for others to get up first, <clears throat> or a second rope to come down. Okay. Then uh, Mephrodis and Bong. Well, Bong fell, so here he went. Mephrodis and your hirelings. They all kind of like look at Bong, like, what do we do, boss? <laughs> He brushes himself off. <laughs> okay, they'll try to get up as well. Constantius falls on his ass. That one falls, but not as far. Aethelstain. You trying to get under your strength or how? Six points of damage to the first one there. Constantius is dead. <laughs> 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 well, it was fun while it lasted. <laughs> the second one made it. He rolled it, made it with a seven. Yeah, awesome. it's a rope. I mean, it's set. Yeah. It's, okay. All right. He just had some really bad rolls. Is why it looks so bad. All right, Draupner will give it a shot. He has a plus one. Jeez. Hey, he falls again. Not very far, but for one point of damage, he's dead. <laughs> Going. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
every time I put in some sort of challenge that shouldn't be that difficult. It's like, we have you, to know, the, you should just hand wave this. Too. Hand wave it. The good news about this is that me to roll. I hand waved it by like making the DC low. <laughs> Both of those dudes were uh, higher levels, right? Uh, yeah. Okay, so seeing two people fall to their death, Jargon's gonna loot them. Let me get our money back. <laughs> well done. Balling approves. So right. you guys see the pterodactyl still flying off across the city as it gets back to Nooney Klaus and Baptist. All right, Nooney Klaus is going to tie off the second rope, and um, can Baptist go up the second rope now? Yes. Yep. Nooney Klaus is easily able to tie off the second rope. She can try for the second rope. All right, Nooney Cla- uh, Baptist is going to climb ten. He gets a little over halfway up the rope. Now we've got Santa and uh, Belagal, who are halfway, a little over halfway up the rope. They'll make it to the top if they make their checks. And so that that's, one's... Yeah, that's Santa. Santa's up on the balcony with Nooning Klaus. And that's Belagal. Belagal falls. Oh. He was already a little higher up. <clears throat> or seven points of damage. Ouch. And he's back at the bottom. So you got... He's almost dead. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got Santa and Nooney Klaus at the top, and we get the Jargon and Snish. Sorry for that. Um, okay, so Jargon's got a plus one. I'm just going to roll a d20 because I don't have a marker. Jargon's down there conducting business. Yeah. So Jargon will be this plus one. Compensating ball. Four. <laughs> Here goes Jargon. So <laughs> Jargon gets a part slay up the rope and falls, takes two points of damage. That's not bad. All right, and then... Um, and then Snitch has a minus one to the roll. Out of two, he falls wow. also. Wow. Takes five points of damage. Nice. Yeah, this is what I like to see. <clears throat> Santh will just, like, stand over the balcony with his arm outstretched. <laughs> Come to me, boys. Come to the healing. Cast some blessing on us. Come to the healing. I could cast protection from evil, but I don't think the rope is evil. <laughs> no, but the dice roller is. Cast it on roll 20. Methodist and Bong. Alright, Bong is very angry and embarrassed. As usual. He killed two of his guys. Alright, do I get a deed? Do I get a deed? I want to, like, do a deed. (laughs) Eat on there. His rage causes him to... (laughs) 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 Well, you... (laughs) You don't look very spectacular doing it, but you get it up a little over halfway up the rope. <laughs> Bong does. Then you got Mephrodis. Oh, Mephrodis. You've got a cell sword down there, too. Yeah, his, uh, that's a good deed. His deed is to carry Mephrodis. Mephrodis is, is going to teleport himself up there. Okay. <laughs> going to planer step? He's going to try. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's gone. <laughs> he planter yeah. steps straight into the bottom of the balcony. He just smacks his head and falls. He, just like, he <laughs> says a bunch of nonsense words like normal, and everybody looks at him, and nothing happens. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's a freaking weirdo. Why don't we hang out with him? Belagol should have kept Israel and killed me. What's with this guy? <laughs> Way off in the distance, you can see the pterodactyl, and it has turned and is beginning to head back towards the tower. And that takes us to Nooney Klaus and Baptist. All right, Baptist is going to keep climbing. Okay. There Baptist it makes it onto the balcony with ease, makes it look super easy. How close is the, the pterodactyl? Probably about 65, 75 feet away. 
it flew at 50 feet out. It turned, so it's, you know, yeah, probably about 60, 75 feet away. 60, 75 feet. Okay. Moody class is going to cast a magic missile. That's a stupid thing. Okay. Hold on, hold on one second. Can I rethink? Rethink magic missile? Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking maybe. Yeah, he's going to hold till he gets closer within range and then we'll cast scare. Okay. What's your range on scare? 30 feet. 30? Well, it says 30 feet or more. It depends on the roll. Okay. So 17 roll. 17 is 30 is the... It's got to be... He's got to be... 30 is the... When he gets within 30 feet, I'm going to fire Okay. I don't want to take a chance. Santh and Belagal. Santh is up on the balcony. Belagal's fell off the rope. Attempt to climb one more time. <laughs> Jeez, son of a bitch. Bella God, get lost, idiot. It's not just Bella God. Eight points of damage. He's dead as hell. <laughs> See, this is what happens to Bella Oh, perfect. This is what happens when you pee on a scroll, man. <laughs> I, I roll his body. Mefford Wait, bye-bye. Wait, no, no, bye no, 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 no. Mephrodus rolls his body. Well, you can try to heal him if you guys... You kidding? <laughs> Sam's not going back down the death rope. You're out of your mind. Once you get up there, you never go back down. That's right. <laughs> oh, we're considering having to try to go through the front door at the end of this thing. So you're going to let him bleed out and then roll right the body? Yeah. Yeah, we'll do that. Okay. We got some healing potions, too. Let's jam a healing. Yeah, if you got a healing potion, you can jam a healing potion. There you go. We got two healing potions, I believe. Uh, we have... Two potions of healing, two die each. So we like set up the funnel and just like pour one straight down his throat. Okay. That's Mephrodus' turn. Well, he only has a one hit die at this point, so I'm assuming I only get the one. Is that right, Jeffrey, or do I get both of them? Yeah, he only gets the one then. Oh, he's good now. Cool. Santh just stands at the top of the tower and laughs. Okay. Jargon and snish. Well, let's try it again. So, Jargon first. 15. And Jargon makes it to the... He, well, he fell already, too, didn't he? Yeah, once. Okay, he's low over halfway up. With a minus one. Wow. <laughs> so, snitch rolled a zero. God, how many ones have we already rolled tonight? I started out with a one on snitch. Nine points of damage to snitch. Damn. Y'all, he is. <laughs> he's, he's two points from death. Badness is sitting at the top of the thing. Just it's like, why did I give him this space like, opium? Him That's what it is. Can't climb a rope. He smoked too much of that space opium, man. So Jargon's halfway up. Snish fell pretty badly to the bottom. Mefford has fed a healing potion to Belagar. And we got Bong, who is over halfway up the rope, and whoever... You got a cell sword, too, to get up the ropes. Oh, yeah, that's proud of him. All right, here goes Colgrim. Um, his strength is a plus one. Does he get a mighty deed? No. Okay. Colgrim rolled a 12 to get up. Okay. Bong rolls a 14. Does he get... <laughs> He's up. He made it to the balcony. No, there's people at the balcony. <laughs> so the pterodactyl closes in, and Nuni Klaus, you can let your magic missiles loose. Right, I want to cast scare. Don't scare. Yep. Twenty-three. Mm. Caster can frighten three enemies from the sixty feet. They receive a will save to resist. 
Very inaccurate. Ooh, ah, I almost made it. Ooh, you almost did. Yeah, last one d six plus one rounds. <laughs> it flashed straight to the temple. It's gone. Six rounds, and nice. it turns again and begins to head off. Just takes us to this trying to get up this rope. Uh, Baptist and Noon Klaus are already up. I'm okay. Uh, on the next falls. Belag- uh, yeah, um... Baptist would like to look into the room and see what's in there. And you, you guys can try to find a safer way up the ropes, too. <laughs> yeah, we're my, like, my, from now on, we tie people to the ropes, and now we got some people up there, and we pull them up. Okay, so if you guys start rigging, tying people up, and doing, like, the two-rope system on the way up, uh, you're able to get the rest of the people <laughs> up to the balcony. No, not around their neck. <laughs> Here, put this around your neck, Belagol. <laughs> Let me pull you up. <laughs> now that you're back alive. So, as you, I'm, I'm assuming most of you guys start climbing up that way, and as you look into the uh, room, you see uh, what looks like a, uh, at the far end of the room stands an iron door, and there's a small metal grate adorning its face at eye level. Uh, and it looks like sort of a, a nest. There's some straw piled on the ground. There's a feeding box and a trough over this direction. And then the iron door is right there. <coughs> is there a way are to there close any eggs? the balcony? There are not any eggs. And what was the question about the balcony? Is there a way to close it off? There is not. It's an open archway. Oh, uh, I got and a, We have a ward portal scroll. It's probably taken four rounds to get you guys all up. So yes, off in the far distance, you do see the pterodactyl. So you're expecting. We should take him twelve like rounds. So he can't get through the door. I'm sure. If we get through the door, we don't have to. Right, but we got to be able to get through the door before it comes back. Otherwise, we're just going to be fighting. Well, that pterodactyl is potentially a mount for us in the future. If I mean, it's obviously a miracle's buddy. Where's his horse, by the way? Where does he stable that thing? Man, that thing probably stays up. Stays on the stays up top. Elemental plane of fire, whatever. Maybe if we try to feed it, it'll be our friend. I think we need to get to the door. Santh can cast uh, Santh can cast food of the gods. That could uh, that produces food. Yeah. Yeah. Does that heal folk? <laughs> well, yeah, that's that's true too. Which has two hit points. <laughs> well, let's let's take care of him. That was the he's, worst. He's chaotic. I lost two hirelings on a freaking climb check. How many hit dice does hit, does Stitch have? Uh, two. All right. Levels um, roll the body, do they? And what is he? He's a rogue. Uh, thief. Yeah. We got six back. That'll work. Anybody else need anything? Bong will. He's good. Targon's pretty good. He only took two, so he's fine. He took how many? He only took two. He's got how much? Sixteen to go. How much did uh, Bong Bong take? I think it was eight, but he's got a lot of hit points now, so he's still got forty-one hit points. So, Jesus, right. I know he's rolled pretty good. There's still things that can one hit, one kill him, so it's not like it's not that much. Yeah, this will be the podcast where everybody laughs at us for not being clever rope. Yeah, Jeffrey, you're gonna edit out all that, all that embarrassing failing climb checks to climb a rope, right? No. All right, I quit. But I do need to learn to stop asking you guys to do like stuff like that. (laughs) (laughs) Because every time I've had you do, oh, this will just we'll do a couple quick climb checks, we'll be done. And next thing you know, halfway to a TPK. Yeah, it's like (laughs) half an hour later, we're still climbing a rope. 
<laughs> or Bong trying to swim in the water. That was like, well, yeah, wasn't it like uh, when we tried tying a rope to somebody and they kept falling? We had to keep pulling them back up. <laughs> yeah, in the Sea Queen, when you guys went across that cavern cave thing, yeah, we I had you guys do what was again a pretty low climb check, skill check type stuff, and it was just like horrible. <laughs> Nobody can make anything. And there was the big hammerhead in the water, and Bong couldn't yep. swim all of a sudden. And- yep. So yeah, it's pretty pretty rough. Bevis uh, is gonna check the door for traps. Okay, go ahead and make a trap check. Twenty one. Ah, uh, you do not find any traps on the door. Snitch, you wanna look at it too? Check with that. Fifteen. And you don't find any either. Is, is the door locked? The door is. Can you do a take magic on it, maybe? Sure. If someone wants, Sans. Yeah, down. I can do that. Yeah, that'll be Sans. Hey, can I roll the bodies of my level zeros that fell to their deaths? <laughs> No, zeros die. Come on, house ruler. <laughs> <laughs> no detect magic. And that is gone. He's going to no, say this up. No, it's not. Maybe a, a new record for how many hirelings you can kill off in one night. Uh-huh. How are we gonna... just, just raise my disapproval. Is it locked? Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, uh, no. No, it is not locked. Babis will peek in. Okay. You find a hallway with a door at the far left side. And a door across the hall. Is the doorway small? Can the pterodactyl fit through this doorway? Like cloth. The pterodactyl itself wouldn't. It could cause problems in that hallway. Uh, But it's you know by clawing through the doorway and beak attacking through the doorway. But it couldn't physically fit through its whole body through that doorway. Is the hallway to the north? Is that is that end? Is that the end of the tower? Yes. Like up, yeah. up that way. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's uh, up here. Is that's look the end of the tower? You think okay. is this, this door? Other door across the way. Is that where the freak does that go? Let's check that door. Well, is the are the doors closed? <clears throat> Both of these doors? doors are closed. Yes. Um, the door across the hallway. Does it? Does it have a lock on it? The door across does not. It has a keyhole, but you're not sure if it's locked okay, or not. The one at you try the bottom the of the hallway have a keyhole. What's that? The one at the the bottom does it have a keyhole as well? It does. Where does that go? That's the that's the end of the tower. What's what's beyond that doorway? Sans will cast uh, detect magic again. He hits. I can just tell like minor. I don't get any details, but I can I can briefly tell if anything is or is not magical. Yeah, the, nothing radiates magic from the doors. Seriously. Okay, anything else in the in the room or anything like that? Uh, no, the the room is more like the pterodactyl's nest, and the hallway is pretty empty. Fabius uh, is going to take the doorway across. Traps has been walked through this place just to make sure because they were saying what was it that uh, yeah, even mundane items or objects are trapped. Yeah, but there's nothing in the hallway. I'm going right. to check the door. Yep, yeah, nothing in the hallway. 22 on the doorway across. And no traps on that door that you find. Is it locked? It is not locked. I'll peek inside. You look inside and... <laughs> no, you see ancient weapons, antique armor, and preserved heads of beasts and weird stones and pot shards rest on pedestals throughout this room. Strategically placed candelabras bathe each object in a pool of light. What kind of candelabras? Candelabras are relatively 
copper stems. Uh, they look like they're more to just <clears throat> shine light on the pedestals that hold the various armors and uh, weapons. Sans, uh, detect magic should still be live. Anything emanate? Nothing shows as magical. Is the stuff in good shape, or is it just... Stuff's in good shape. Uh, there is a... Let's see. There's a suit of plate armor that's crafted to resemble a demon. <laughs> a suit of dinosaur hide armor. Ooh. Bong is a, interested. A wavy-edged two-handed sword. Wavy-edged. An obsidian bloodstained dagger. Ooh. A shield with a screaming woman's head etched upon its face. That sounds like I kind of jump. A three-headed spear fashioned from what looks to be cold iron and two green... There's a smashed clay tablet that's been partially reassembled and covered in unrecognizable script. There's an, a skull that looks to be nothing of this world. A skull? A skull, yes. There's a small dragon's head sitting on a pedestal. And there's a preserved two-headed serpent... What were the two green things again? You don't know for sure. They're glowing stones, but the metal, the stone doesn't seem to be any kind of mineral or anything that you've seen native to the land. And they're all on pedestals? or, or Yep, they're all on pedestals with cantilovers showing them. Like, it's almost like a display room or something like that. You think that maybe we should make a mental note of this and press on? Well, I mean, that stuff... I think we should get it while we can get it. Let's yeah. throw it out the balcony or something so we can pick it up later. Out I have a feeling we destroy the glass darkly. If St. Paul doesn't come kill us, then it'll destroy the tower. Uh, we might want to hang on to some of this stuff, though. I mean, there might be some value in it. As far as well, I mean, I would I mean, think so. I mean, how much can we hold, though? I'm scared of it. Let's touch it. All right. Belagol, he's already living on borrowed time now, so he likes that shield with the screaming woman's face. He's going to go pick that one up. He picks it up. It comes right off the pedestal. No problem. It's, it seems like a, a nice shield, very well crafted. doesn't seem magical, but it certainly seems like some real workmanship went into it. I just will grab the dagger. Uh, you're able to retrieve the dagger. No problems. There is stained with blood. He, he licks it. Taste the blood. <laughs> it's very old. It's dry. That's old blood. Does he recognize what kind of blood it is? He does not. Everybody just grab something and let's just get it. Bong will grab the dinosaur armor. I think Sans is going to grab the, the, is it full plate or half plate? Full plate looks like a demon. Nimmy Klaus will grab the glowing things. Okay, those are attached to a spear, so there's like a spear with a, a spearhead on it and then two glowing stones to either side. Okay. But you can grab that, no problem. What else do we have from there? Like uh, what else is left? Someone got the di- uh, wavy two-edge, two-handed sword. Yeah, I mean, Jargon will probably like, just attach that to his backpack and press on. Uh, an alien skull and a small dragon's head. Actually, Colgrim is interested in that two-handed sword. Can Jargon <laughs> wield a two-handed sword? Can I carry it? Let's, let's grab that weird-looking skull and... Uh, mm-hmm. So I can just put... I'll put the weird-looking skull in my backpack then. <laughs> we can show that to somebody in the city and maybe they pay us good money for it. So you guys pocket the goods in here, and you can hear something across the hall, like a screeching pterodactyl. <laughs> yeah, we shut it and piled up a bunch of crap in front of it. Like, henchmen. <laughs> the, the stuff that we just henchmen. put in front of it became projectiles at this point in time, I hope you know. So is so is Bong changing, is he changing his armor into this dragon hide armor right now, or is he just going to carry it with him? <clears throat> I, he was thinking about it. What does it look like, Jeffrey? 
It seems. I mean, it seems like a very good quality armor. I mean, it's hide armor, and it looks to be like a, a, a faint tinge of green to it, relatively thick. So it. I mean, as, he thinks it'd be pretty good protection. It would count as hide. Yep, count as hide. What about this demon plate armor? Is there anything special about it? It's sort of scary and grotesque looking if you put it on. I mean, you look almost like a walking metal demon. Oh, we're going to have fun with this. <laughs> it's like a... But it acts like normal full plate. Is it finely crafted or does it have the, like, the normal check penalty? Uh, finely crafted, it has a minus one to the check penalty. Okay. So well, we if, we get if Bong looks like he's going to put his armor on, then Santh will take the time to stop and put the armor on. If we decide to press on, I don't want to take that time just yet. Yeah, if we could throw it in the bag of holding, that's probably what Bong would do because Bong's not sure about these magic items or not magic items, as the case may Did be. Did we get everything? I think that's yes. Mm-hmm. All right, just um, put it. This, this, so we're just putting it in the bag of holding for now. Cool. Yeah, I think that's better. Unless somebody wants to like detect magic on it. No, not right now. I think we're on a time limit. Yeah. Got to get going. Santh already did. I had to detect magic from looking at the doors, and Jeffrey said nothing was magic. Yeah, nothing pinged magical on him. Yeah, let's throw this. This is the for sale. Does, does the pterodactyl sound like it's trying to get to the door, or is it just bad? It sounds very angry, and yes, it is bashing at the door that comes into the hallway, and it's you can see the door draining underneath the blows of the pterodactyl. Not the door you're at, like this door over here directly, and that pterodactyl seems to be weakening rather rapidly. Like little dents are forming, stone mortar starting to break away. This is going to check the door at the bottom. Um, Mini Klaus is going to prepare to cast scare if it comes to the door. Okay. Sorry about that. Who's going to go check the Is everyone going into the hallway, or is someone going to go down to the door and check it? Snitch will go down. And Snitch will go with them. Okay. Okay. So. Make luck checks as you pass the door to the pterodactyl place. Crap. We got to roll under our luck? Is that what you Yep, mean? roll under. I just made it. <laughs> so, Baptist skirted by, but the pterodactyl must have smelled something as this pterodactyl beak just smashes the door down. The door goes clattering into the hallway, and... Can Nooney Klaus cast? Tries to eat Snitch 12 to get him. Against AC there? Yeah. That means it. And tell you what, tonight is just after snitch. <laughs> so so it bites him for five points of damage. Okay. <laughs> and you're able to make it past, though, and you reach the door down to the the end of the hall there with Baptist. Nanny Klaus will cast. Okay. Awesome. Let's see if I can make Nanny my Klaus save. Is one worth a damn this party. Uh, Did not make my save. With the pterodactyl against your scare rails. spell. Beat it, pterodactyl. He shouts. <laughs> and I assume two rounds? Two rounds. So pterodactyl, it pulls its head back through the hall door. The iron door is laying on the floor. It, it, you know, it's a mess. There's crumbled masonry, but it takes off back out the balcony. Nini Klaus kind of kicks Snitch. It's screeching as it goes. And Baptist and Snitch are at the door at the end of the hall. Right, i check it for traps. Okay. Make a roll. Where the hell does that go? 20. You do not find any traps. Nor does Snitch. Is it locked? Is it locked? It is not locked. You want to Snitch instead? <laughs> yeah. Push it open. All right. Snitch will kick his head in. It's an extra planer. It's got to be. Where's that go? Do what now? It's got to be an extra planer door. Where does that thing go? It's that side of the tower. It steps out into space, 60 feet above the ground. 
So you open the door mm-hmm. and it reveals map change. It reveals it reveals a ten foot a uh, ten foot diameter window set high up on the northern wall of the circular room, allowing dim illumination into the gloomy chamber. Four massive bronze models of planets and moons fill the space, making it difficult to see past the hoops and spheres that diagram the orbits of demonic alien worlds. Other, more perplexing devices of metal, coils, crystals, and tubes line the walls. So the big window is over this direction, and then these are obviously the planet portions. Memphis goes and looks out that window. Okay. Uh, as you walk across um, yeah. towards the window, you get to past these planet things, and out of a corner comes scurrying this large bronze-looking scorpion, but it appears to be made of metal, and it attacks you with a claw as it swipes at you. As you move towards the window, ten to hit Mephrodis. Miss. Okay, and go ahead and roll initiative, and then we can figure out what you guys do. As this 10-foot-large scorpion attacks Mephrodis as he crosses through the center of the room. So we got Baptist at the bottom, Mephrodis at the top, Jargon, Sand. Okay, so Mephrodis and Bong are up first. Mephrodis just got swiped at by this bronze scorpion-looking creature. All right, does the scorpion have, like, two claws and a tail? It does, uh, Bong immediately rushes in, and he attempts to sever the tail from uh, the stinger from the tail. Okay. Come on, Bong. (laughs) (laughs) Done once. What the hell? (laughs) So a one on the twenty and a one on the deed. Uh, That ought to be good for something. Did he put the hide armor on? He was already wearing hide armor, so he just threw Uh, it. Unless it's beneficial, then yes, he put the armor on. All right. I need to roll a 1D. Right, he's wearing hide armor. That's like a 1D12. On the... I'm not even going to mention it. So its tail ends in like a serrated blade, and it has this hump-like protrusion on its back with three equidistant colored lenses sitting atop its head. Lenses? Somebody's driving this thing? I'm rolling a D12. Man, I can't believe Bong sucks this bad. I expected a Mephrodis. <laughs> That's actually good on this roll, I think. Uh, I miss wildly, but miraculously caused no other damage. Okay. Uh, Colgrim runs in, and he attempts to do the same thing. He has a 16, and he hit the deed. Okay. He misses the hit, though. Does not hit him. It does not hit him. Oh, crap. I guess that leaves Aethelstain, who will... Aethelstain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mephrodis, too. Did he go? No. Mephrodis is, like, moving as far away from the scorpion as he can. Mephrodis. Okay. Can Mephrodis see out the window in that time? Yeah, when he got... He reached... You could see it. It looks like it's sort of a... Uh, it looks outside, and you see the night sky over the city. It is the city, though. It appears to be the city. Okay. All right. Uh, Ethelstein runs out, and he will attack with his staff. That is a hit. He hits it with a staff, the metal body of this thing. For four damage. This guy's okay. the only guy that I have is worth anything. And that takes us to Jargon and, or I'm sorry, Baptist and Nuniklaus. 
No, it doesn't. No, Babs and Nitty Files are last. I switched to cards. Uh, Jargon and Snitch. Okay, so where this thing is pretty much and how it's located, do you think it'd be possible for Snitch to be able to get in behind it and do a backstab? Yes. Cool. He's going to do that. There you go. Ooh. And he misses. Well, so he gets back there, but misses. The thing is pretty agile. It moves. It, it you know, it's sort of a dodging, darting. It's going to actually close into melee range because, assuming where the planets and stuff like that are located, he won't be able to get like a range shot on it, right? Mm, it'd be difficult unless you got people yeah, in look me- at those melee. We might can shut this thing down with that. What's that? Look at those planets. If you got an extra character, we might can shut this scorpion down with those things somehow. Well, I could do that too instead. So. Jargon will actually do that. You're going to examine the planets? Yeah. Is that an in check? Yeah. yeah. How big are they? I mean, they're... They're pretty big. They're uh, probably... Are, um, they, are they tall, like orbs, or are they eight. sort of... Yeah, they're uh, big metal orbs, okay. massive bronze models of planets. They're probably 12 to 15 feet in diameter. Well, Jargon got Nate for the in check. Doesn't notice anything in particular. Nice. Okay. Santh and Belagal. How are these structures uh, mounted? They seem to be on some sort of pedestal and sitting in a concave holder type thing. Is the scorpion kind of like in between some of them? The scorpion is at this side. So he came, Mephrodis was over here by the window along the one wall, and the scorpion came like this. So okay. he's near some, but not necessarily in between all, all and this, of them. And right? this is the door over here? Correct. That's the door over there. <clears throat> all right. Belagall will run in, jump, and kick this uh, planetoid and try to squish the uh, okay. the scorpion with the planetoid. Okay. Make your make sure to throw the deed roll on there. Um, yeah. <laughs> and you go flying dwarf through the air, completely misses the planet. You did hit the deed roll. Missed the planet. All right. Um, and then Santh, uh, will come into the room and he's going to cast, well, first of all, do I feel like this thing is, uh, does it look otherworldly or? Looks mechanical. Looks mechanical. So, yeah, it looks more mechanical than it does, more robotish mechanical than otherworldly. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to do, have much, much luck. He's just going to set up, step up and hit it with the falks. Okay. And you miss. And a beam shoots out of one of the lenses at Bong. Double dang. 20 to hit Bong. That hits. Okay, make a fort save. Why do you want to do me like this, Jeff? Oh, it might not be that bad. Might make you stronger. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) This thing's, you say fort... Yes. 14 on the force. Okay. You happy with that? <clears throat> yeah, I'm happy. Okay. You feel yourself slow for a moment, but then you're able to shrug it off as, it, as you're able to sort of shake it off, and then it attacks Santh with a claw. Do you see how he tried to leave me to burn luck when I didn't need to? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> see, that's how they catch you. <laughs> Third. Okay. And then it goes to Baptist and Nooney Clouds. Baptist is... Uh... Baptist is going to move to backstab it. Okay. Easily done. This thing has lots of opponents, so it's not focused on any. And a one. So that is a fumble. I'm going to call it right now. I think roll 27 issues tonight. We should like, <laughs> I think we should just like 
bail at this point. Like, no, no, no further. <laughs> All right, guys, new, new law. Be <laughs> <laughs> what? Ah, trip and fall. Waste action and prone and must use an action to stand next round. Okay, so Baptist will have to stand next round and Nooney Klaus. Nooney Klaus. Load up. Nooney Klaus is going to cast a magic missile. Disgusted by the display. He's going to burn two luck. He's going to burn two luck. Luck? Uh, no, sorry. Spell burn two. One strength and one agility. Twenty. Okay. Magic missile. One D four plus two missiles that do. One D eight with this. Yeah, I think it's one D eight. Roll. One D four. So your one D four plus two missiles. Five missiles that do. One D six plus caster level. Be aimed at separate targets. This one never misses, so that is. 46. <laughs> okay. They go crashing into this, this scorpion thing, and it, like, stutters a bit, but it's still up. Damn. What? What happened? Oh. Nooney Cloud starts oozing blood from its pores, and it may attract predators. Like, off in the distance. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't quite catch that. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> Mephrodis and Bong and Colgrim. Bong is, of course, you know, yeah, very embarrassed yet again. So he's going to try to, he's going to try to smash those lenses on his head. Okay. He's got three lenses up there. Uh, yeah, not to you, get miss a deed. You hit the creature, but you missed the deed. But you get up there on its 15? No, no, don't ignore that. I rolled a die 20 instead of die 8. Oh. I was going to say, that's a really good roll. Yeah, it's better than it should have been. I rolled a 5. You strike it, your weapon damages the metal skin of this creature, but it's still up. All right, Aethelstane, also inspired by Bong's courage, does the same with his staff. Aethelstane, strength level. He has an eight to hit and misses. Colgrim, of course, rushes in behind, tries to slash off the tail, and has... You hit? He hits the mm -hmm. deed and a yep. team. Team for the deed. <laughs> What's that? You wrote 14 for the deed. Oh, that's wrong. <laughs> Let me roll that again. Yeah, just do the deed part again. You hit. A now just D do the D4, I assume, is what you're going for. Okay, so you hit, you miss the deed, but you strike it back on the tail area. He's paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> that is a plus... Plus three to the roll, right? Plus three plus four. Nine damage. And Colgrim takes the beast down as it falls, collapses to the ground. Nice. We really suck tonight. Nice. Embarrassing. So, inside the room, you've got now the fallen metal scorpion creature. You've got the planets. And then you got the observatory window, it appears. It looks up into the night sky. And over here, there is, in the floor, there are two semicircular, what look to be like hatch-type doors in the floor. Doors? Yes. Uh, first of all, let's check out the uh, planets or whatever they are. Do we recognize them in any way? 
You don't. They seem to be planets that you aren't aware of in your solar system. Is the, the tech magic still in effect? Has it been in effect? Uh, it, how long did it last, uh, Santh? What's that? Your detect magic was only like a turn or something. It's, but, it lasts. It lasts two turns, but yeah. So no, it wasn't. It's not in effect. Yeah. Jurgen's gonna do. I can cast over it again. Scorpion. It wasn't in effect when we walked in the room. No. And it's not in effect now either. Jurgen's uh, gonna do a good comb over on the scorpion body to see if he can't find anything that might be valuable, useful, figure something out, whatever. You take a look and. You don't find anything of any real value on the scorpion, except for maybe museum value. But it's ten foot big. Does Mephrodis recognize anything about the planets? Um, Does he recognize them in any way? Has he seen them before? Does he know their significance as far as like one of the prophecy planets in here? The one on the northern part was in this. Some of the books you looked at for uh, Arakak. The planet on the north looks similar to one of the planets that was mentioned in that book, though it wasn't mentioned necessarily in regards to his name. It's just a book where you found ripped out pages regarding uh, Arakak. Are there any inscriptions or anything around the bases of the planets? There's no inscriptions uh, around the bases. They all seem to be just alien planets that aren't necessarily in your night sky. Mephrodus makes detailed notes about all the planets, particularly the northern planet. Okay. He gets out of his book and starts drawing pictures. Are they are they strictly just sculptures, or is there anything? They're like a metal. Metal. What? And all you can tell is you guys haven't seen anything of them before. Mephrodis does recognize one from a book that when he was researching uh, Arakak, one of the planet, the northern planet, was mentioned there. What is this? That's the hatches. Hatches what, what in is, the floor. What is yep. this? That's the window. This thing. Oh. That is just a pedestal that has like a, uh, it's an empty pedestal. Rises up sort of like a cone. So it's not the same kind of pedestal? No. Is there anything, Babis will try to move it. Okay. Go ahead and do a strength check. No, it's solid. Very solid. You're not sure if it was future construction or or what, but it seems very solid. Are those um, patches on the floor the only way... Only other way into this room that we can tell? Yes, that you can tell. Bong helping him. Bong rolled a 20. Uh, it doesn't budge. That seems to be almost a permanent fixture of the room. Let's check out the hatch. Has the, have we noticed the, the tower changing? From inside, you have not seen it change. Can we? So from the you, you've been in here long enough that you know the outside should have changed, but you haven't seen any Through the of window, that. Can we, can we see the tower at all? Not through the observatory window. There might be some other windows on the other floors that would give you a better look, but the way, okay. probably about the only way you would be able to tell something was different was if it was when it was a flame tower, okay. and then it would generate more light, but it's not that at the moment. Okay. Let's check out the hatch. Yeah. yeah. Look at I'm going to go uh, check the traps on the hatch. 13. You do not find any traps. Is it locked? Is it, locked? Uh, it is not locked. How high? just encourage Smith to open it. Before we go, open it. how high up is that window above the city, approximately? About 180 feet. Whoa, we're up high. We came in on 60 feet. We're 180 feet up. Is the the, the door behind us, is it closed <laughs> that we came in? Yes. Baptist would like to open it and look back through it. Okay. 
you open the door and you look back into the the hall that you came from. Okay, I shut it. Okay. And you hear the pterodactyl. When you open it, you hear the pterodactyl very clearly. <laughs> it's thrashing that door. It's swiping through the doorway. It's it's very perturbed. What's wrong with a pterodactyl? Why is it so mad? We didn't even do anything to it. We didn't even open up the hatch. Junk. We could have dumped its food out. So you open the hatches, and they, they open forth their two hatches. They open wide, and there's a pole that looks to go down. How far down does it look like a fireman's pole? It looks like a fireman's pole, yep. I'll call out and the others. Hey, y'all, we got a free ride. It goes... Looks like down about. Does it look like there's light coming from the bottom of it? There does not appear to be light coming from the bottom of it. It's all coming from up top where you've opened it. What is the northern portion of the the snitch? (laughs) Oh, that's just where I didn't reveal the map very well. Okay, all right, never mind. (laughs) That's like every. That's not metagaming, is it? How can we see? Um, How far down? Like two centimeters worth of extra space. I really think. How far down does the pole go? About 30 feet. It's dark at the bottom. Light's coming from the top. Maybe we should lower somebody down. Like, just have somebody go check first. Yeah, Bong will volunteer. So the jargon will hand the torch to Bong. Do we, uh, do we have, like, some glow stones or something from that other room? What was glowing in that room? Oh, the spear, spear was glowing. It had some glowing. What kind of light is it? I mean, is it... Drop like a pretty extensive artifact down there just to illuminate the bottom of it. No, I mean, if you carried it down, would you be able to see? Like, if you carried it down? Yeah, if he had the spear. Would It'd be a dim glow, shadowy light. Not as bright yeah, as a torch. Like a torch. More like a candle. <laughs> yeah, Bong shoves the torch in his belt and climbs down the pole. <laughs> Lit? <laughs> yeah, he didn't care. They wouldn't phase Bong. He drops the torch down. Okay. Sets his oiled body on fire. So you drop the torch down. You start to go down, and let me find this map. So you start to go down. You drop a torch, and you end up in this area right here. That represents way down. Now, when you drop that torch, it seems to have landed in a pile of, like, satin pillows of some sort, and it's starting to smolder and smoke and potentially catch some of this stuff on fire because you see gauzy curtains and piles of satin, velvet, and silk pillows occupy this chamber. Erotic frescoes depict carnal mysteries of foreign shores decorate the walls, and guttering candles set in niches unlit are in... Dust obscures the faded finery, indicating that this room is long disused. You say erotic frescoes? Yes. What well, sort of erotic frescoes? Make a fort save. Make a will. That'll <laughs> <laughs> be will for sure. <laughs> More like make a will save, maybe. <laughs> so there's lots of carnal depictions on the walls. There's pillows. There's uh, this was a love room, y'all. Curtains and all sorts of stuff, and then there's a door over on the other side. So oh. this is why the wizard got really pissed. Since this room hasn't been used, he hadn't gotten any. That's all. That, that's the, the solution Bong. to our problem. Yeah, Bong is going down anyway. He's going to put the fire out. He's going to pick up the torch. He's going to see what he sees down there. What is down there other than smoldering pillows and erotic frescoes? See anything from your? Are you? Did you go all the way down? Yeah, Bong goes all the way down. Lots of piled pillows and curtains and and drawings in the the door. That's. Right, what are the drawings of? Various 
carnal pleasures it of it like looks like karma looks to be like a lewd type drawing? Yes, yes, okay. that kind of stuff with uh, more of an exotic people than what you're familiar with in a great city. Well, so like, like from lands far off that you haven't. Now, what else is down here besides the the awesome art and the pillows? Well, the pillows are starting to smolder and catch on fire. So now you've got a little bit of a bonfire thing going on. Are you going to rummage around? Yeah, Bone puts those pillows out, you know, and then looks around. He stomps on them. Gets the oh, okay. So you're able to put the fire out pretty quick because they were just just now starting to catch flame. And hidden underneath some pillows, you find a small sideboard that has four dusty bottles in it. A sideboard? Yep. It's like a side cupboard. Yeah. A side cover? Cupboard. Yep. Cupboard. Cupboard. Okay. Like in the pile of pillows or whatever? Yeah. Okay. Like obscured. They're, they're, these are big giant pillows. You Dude, don't. By three foot. Don't open that door. You know what's in that door. Do the bottles have... I don't know. What is in it, Dustin? <laughs> <laughs> That's the sex drawer, Matt. <laughs> what, what's in the sex drawer? Whatever this kinky wizard's into. <laughs> Well, obviously nothing. Bong checks it out. So inside's where you find the four dusty bottles. Are they labeled? They are not. Does Bong recognize them? Two of them look like they're probably some sort of wine. Wine? Yep. What do the other two look like? The other one is a dark blue color, and the other one is a purple color. Bong grabs scented oils. And the wine. You just found you some scented massage oil. <laughs> <laughs> the door's gonna fly open, and some big dude just gonna. Yeah, it's been, it's been a, cracking the knuckles. It's been a long time, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Bong grabs that stuff. What else is in the room? Nothing else. Just the door. Bong goes and looks at, looks at the door. Okay, looks very typical to several of the other doors you've seen. It's a fine wood, bronze hardware. Brass hardware. Sorry, brass hardware. Bad just goes down the hole. Come on down, but don't get any ideas. <laughs> we'll head down. I mean, we don't really have anywhere else that we can go explore that we haven't already seen. Yeah, into the executive love chamber we go. It's going to be a sausage fest in here. So you guys are all going down? Yeah. Okay. You guys all get down there. There's a burnt smell as you get down there. <laughs> What have you been doing down here? <laughs> exactly what I was thinking. What have you been doing? <laughs> well, there, was, there was like some pillows and erotic drawings and <laughs> strange liquids, <laughs> scent of burn and shame. <laughs> um, snitch. We'll just kind of go straight to the door and try to check it for traps. Okay. Thirteen. <laughs> you do not find any traps. Bapt. Dang. Machine's just rolling now. Something's wrong with it. How many ones have you had tonight there, bud? Way too many. I've been doing a lot better. Nimi class is the only guy that's making any. Yeah, Nimi class has saved our ass. That's... He's pulling his own weight. He's, He's pulling, pulling more of his own weight, really. <laughs> so, yeah, you do not find any traps. Alright, is it locked? Snitching fashion rule. Who doesn't lock their sex dungeon? Open it and <laughs> be done with this. Okay, so you open the door. <laughs> Did you just say that? 
dungeon. You find another small hallway with the doors at either end and ones across the and one across the hall. So, so um, do we have any sense of where we are? You, you do not. There's no. You've, we went up I mean, feet now you found yourself into a chamber that is rectangular. How far it down was the pole? Thirty feet. But it, this this. So we figure we're about thirty feet from the ground. You don't know for sure. We were, well, you were at about 180, and you went, we went down 30. We so. went up 60 feet. We went into that room, which is 180 feet, and now we're like, we went down 30 feet. That's more than 50. But that room, I don't think that room played by the rules. No. <laughs> We're not, we're not in a circular space anymore. It doesn't appear. Uh, no, this is not a circular area. This is a rectangular area. Right. Okay. Right. way bigger than Let's this. check the way across the hall. Okay. It yeah, seems one. very similar to the others. Uh, nice carved wood with uh, brass hardware. No traps. I'm guessing out. It is not locked. I'll push it open. Okay. And snitch will kind of peer through. So you see what looks to be a, sort of a workshop of some sort. Long, narrow tables that are placed in this room, and a trio of glowing orbs floats overhead, illuminating their surfaces. Each contains several enigmatic tools, probes, forceps, spiral rods, prisms, mirrors, and stranger implements, all arranged with fussy precision. A half-finished circlet rests atop a velvet cloth, a shimmering diamond the size of a hen's egg lying beside it. The walls bear baffling blueprints of eldritch devices etched on the flayed hides of unrecognizable beasts. So this is where he performs autopsies. Baptist puts all the tools and equipment in the bag of holding. Okay. What about the, uh, are you going to grab the circlet and the diamond? No, just the tools at first. You said that the light globes were, like, floating? Yep, they float in the air. How big are they? Golf ball sized. How high up are they? Like, bluish glow and any kind of a hue to them? Mm, pale yellow. Is it a, a menacing pale yellow or a... They seem like they're just there to eliminate the room. <laughs> friendly yellow. Like, what? <laughs> the, the light lobes look at us funny. <laughs> no, they did not taunt you. So wait, we just came from a sex room and went straight into an autopsy room. No, Which one do you think happened first? No, I think this. <laughs> I think this might be the magical creation room. I don't think but. there's a set order. I think it just kind of goes back and forth. So there's also blueprints about some of these tables, the and then there's the circlet and the diamond in the room as well. Turgon's going to look at the circlet. But he's not going to touch it. He's just going to okay. kind of get close and examine it. The circlet is looks like it's not completely finished. It was supposed to be a holder for the, the diamond, the hen-sized diamond, but it's just resting on top of a velvet cloth, and then to the right of it is the diamond resting on another velvet cloth. But it's gold. looks like it be finely crafted. It's just it's not finished yet. looks like it was going to hold the... That's a detect magic. Uh, so that's, that's the same, like, super result that I had last time where I can get, like, uber details. Everything in here glows. Everything. The- Diamond appears magical, and some of the papers on the tables seem magical as well. You can't quite figure out what the magic from the diamond is. It's, it's something that doesn't quite register with you. The blueprints, you're not sure if they're scrolls, or but they are magical. I will relay this information to my compatriots. Do you have any sense of whether it's a trap protecting them, or if it's... I don't know. I'm supposed to get I'm supposed to get pretty good details about these things. He really can't get a good read on the diamond. the The papers 
he's suspecting they're like an animation magic. So potentially some sort of trap or something that would make them move their own volition, or perhaps they were self-scribed, like self-writing scrolls or something. What's on the so, table again? What's that? What's on the table? Blueprints. Blueprints. Mm-hmm. But we can't read the blueprints? It's uh, magical, some sort of animation magic. He's not 100% sure if it's a trap or if they were like self, uh, self-scribing scrolls or something like that. Perhaps uh, someone had animated Is there any kind something of to, to do the drawing like a like a primitive copying machine or something like that it's hard it's some sort of animation Manfredus rolls all that up and sticks it in his pack so as you grab the first one crap uh, it leaps off the table and wraps around your head what does the paper the paper wraps around the paper my head wraps around your head and starts to smother you uh We'll try to pull Make it off. a fort save for Mephrodus. For Mephrodus. Minklaus <laughs> and Babis will try to get it off. Then try to pull it off. What kind of junk is this? It's hard. While they're distracted, Santa will grab the diamond. <laughs> <laughs> what a coincidence! It leaps off um, the table and wraps around your head. <laughs> Santa disappears. Nineteen for the save. Dang! What? Uh, <laughs> People that were watching, <laughs> anyone that noticed that Sant looks like he just got disintegrated. Crap. Jargon's like, oh, oh, uh, oh. Uh, what are you looking at? Uh, He's freaking out right now. The table. <laughs> to grab the is the diamond still there? The diamond is still there. It's Sant inside the diamond. Are you going to touch the diamond? No. We're going to look at the diamond. No. No. <laughs> Jargon's going to pick up the cloth. The velvet cloth or whatever off the table and drape it over the diamond. Santh got Spence disintegrated. To, like, pick up the velvet drape. He appeared to get disintegrated. He appeared to get disintegrated. What happened to Santh? Well, he disappeared. You've got. Let's see. What was the? The uh, nineteen was your fort save. Yes. So you still have a piece of paper wrapped around your head, but there's still just enough air for you to be able to keep breathing. So let's do just a real quick initiative roll here. So I know. <laughs> What the hell is going on in this room, Jeffrey? I don't like it. Oh, that is not... <laughs> yeah, 111, nice. You go no, first. I, well, you know... You go first, Jargon. Jargon saw what happened to Sam. He's ready to go. He needs to be, yeah. He got disintegrated papers, like, killing us. Okay. Paper is bong, yes. you killing have us. A paper we are fighting paper. Your, the first one you went to pick up just leaped off the table and ran... Magic was the paper itself and not a writing implement or something like that. So it's wrapped around your head, trying to smother you. And there's two other papers sitting on the table, like the other table, one on each other table. Did it, it moved when he touched it, right? Yes, as soon as he touched it, it leapt up. Mephrodus like, rips it off his face and like kills it. Can't make a strength check? What's an eight? Minus one? Yeah, yeah. Mephrodus rips it off you, his face and kills it. It's you dead. Pull at it, but it's flinging very difficult to your face. Dead gum. Dead gum indeed. Bong grabs it and rips it off his face and kills it. Okay. Make an attack roll to see if you can grab it. An attack roll? Yep. Bring check to pull it off. You I don't understand. I don't it's understand. Agile and misses. What is wrong with it's like paper mache that's stuck to his face now? Uh Colgrim will try it. Okay. Okay, Colgrim hopefully grabs it and pulls it off his face. Yes, grabs it. Now make a strength check because you successfully grabbed onto it. You're going to try to pull it off of his face. 
Colgrim has a 14, so he has a plus one. He has an eight. You can't get it. It's tough. It's like clinging on a Mephrodus' face. There's some junk. Some Baptist junk and Klaus. You've seen Sans just disappear. Diamond's still on the velvet. Look, hey, let Aethelstane go. Has... Yeah, let let go, too. Okay. He has a zero. He's going to try to rip it off his uh, Mephrodus' face. He has a 13. Does that help? He's unable to grab the paper. It's it, He gets his hand around it and it slips off. Mephrodus dies by paper, dies by rat. It doesn't matter. Dies. No, it's got to be like one of the worst reasons or ways to die by rat or by paper. Uh, let's see. Yeah, they're equally bad. Did the orbs... I don't know. I think random disintegration kind of sucks myself. <laughs> yeah, everyone's worried about Mephrodus. He's still there with paper on his head. just gone. No one knows where. Santh is there. He's just somewhere else. <laughs> did the orbs change in any way? Did the light, the orbs do anything? Did what Did what do anything? The orbs, the light sources. No, the light stayed the same, and the diamond still sits on a piece of velvet next to the half-finished circlet, and Mephrodus has this crowd of people around him trying to grab this paper and this is a I smother him. This is like, I'd rather go fight the Sea Queen than this. <laughs> <laughs> Let's walk through some like uh, flammable pitch for like miles and miles. That's better than this. Um, I, I think to add to the whole like experience is that the tower is supposed to disorient you, and it's accomplishing that completely. Uh, <laughs> Try to pull the paper off. Um, what is that? Uh, if you're going to try to pull the paper off from Mephrodus, you need to make an attack roll to grab onto it, and then a strength check to pull it off. Does it get a backstab? No. Can't sneak up on the paper. Seems wrong. I don't think you're playing by the rules, Jeffrey. I got you. It. are not able to grab the paper. All right. I think Noonie Klaus should match. <laughs> Shouldn't match all Because that can't go wrong tonight. No, no, no. <laughs> what is the word we got? Okay. Noonie Klaus is going to... Cast strength. Nineteen. <clears throat> One target the caster touches briefly briefly gains superhuman strength. The target is treated as having a strength modifier of plus ten until the next round. The superhuman strength immediately fades at the end of the next round. Who is up next? What is up? Uh, it'll be Jargon or Snish. Who comes after them? <laughs> <laughs> the paper. Uh, okay, well, uh, Snish gets the plus 10. All right, so he actually gets a plus 9. No, I think it says the target is treated as having a modifier of plus 10. Oh, okay. There's no... It doesn't care what you are before that. You have a plus 10. Nope, that works. So then that takes the jargon and Snish. Okay, so Snish is going to... Go over and try to do this thing. And then this would be with a plus 10 modifier. Come on! <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm tired of roll 20. Dude, this, this is rough tonight. So fumble on that. Yep. Trying to grab the paper off his head. Good lord. Yeah, always cast magic missile. That's the only thing that works. <laughs> or scare. Yeah, Scare's been a pretty uh, pretty useful spell the last couple of sessions. It has been very effective. I'm guessing the paper doesn't clear. Die 8. That's not good. Drop your weapon, must retrieve it, or draw a new one on your next action. Okay. So in trying to bare hand uh, grab this paper, I <laughs> dropped Something didn't my go well, yes. Something didn't go well. This is all sorts of messed up tonight. Jargon going to do anything? Real quick. The, the tops of the tables, like what are those made out of? 
Uh, they are heavy wooden like butcher's block tables, except cleaner than butcher's block. Jargon's going to grab his dagger and he's going to stab through the other pieces of paper laying on the table. Okay. You stab the first one you come to and you get it pinned to the table and it starts to writhe up around and it tries to wrap up around your arm unless you pull your arm back. And the Mephrodis starts to smother underneath the paper. Six points of damage. What? A paper gave him six points of damage? You start your asphyxiating and Sant and Belagal Sant reappears next to the diamond. Disoriented and in his Belagal. Did it teleport him to the section? I come back from the dead. Holy crap. Um, His hair is a mess. He's not even wearing all of his armor. My hair is a mess, and uh, I went to the sex room. (laughs) Uh, uh, Santh, I'm assuming, will just be disoriented. uh, um, But Belagall, who's been watching this whole paper thing take, he's thinking maybe he can act. act. Okay. He yells out to Mephrodis, I'm going to hit it with an axe. Does Mephrodis say anything? Freaking hit it. Hit it hard. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Alright With my deed die I'm going to attempt To split this paper In such a fashion That it just gets Shredded to a billion pieces <laughs> Okay Oh, 17 to hit the paper And 3 on a deed die Okay, there we go You hit it and you hit your deed Roll your damage 7 damage Okay, uh, Mephrodis takes three points of damage. The paper <laughs> takes three points of damage, but it's shredded and sort of just fumbles away to the floor. Yeah, um, so. that's the way you save a party member. You hit them in the face with it. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is probably a decent spot to wrap it up. We can, you guys, we can figure out next week what you're going to do with the diamond, the circlet, and... Uh, what are in the... Sure, might be nothing. What are, what's in the middle of the tables? Underneath the... The paper, here. T for trap... <laughs> Is, is this the end of the room? Is this? I was wondering why you had those things still locked up. Is this last table up against the wall? Oh yeah, it's up against the wall. Okay. okay. Where's the, the diamond and the circlet? There's a diamond, and it's sitting on one edge, the edge of the center table. Okay. Is where the diamond and the circlet are. Okay. So. <laughs> So that's a good spot to stop for the evening. Where did Santh go? It didn't do it. It didn't do it. There it goes. Can't hear anybody. You can't hear us? Is that the voice of Doom? Yeah. Where did Santh go? I think that was the voice of Doom. There was some robot voice going on. So next week we'll wrap up the stuff in this room, figure out what you can do with the I mean you can just not touch the other pieces of paper and then what you can do with the diamond and the circlet and then you got a door to the north of that hallway and the south of that hallway. And we'll figure out where you go from there. Um, Sounds good. Cool. Cool? Okay. <laughs> good game. <laughs> Thanks guys. All right. Later y'all. Yeah. Bye. Thanks for listening to the DCC RPG Actual Play Podcast. Please stop by irontavern.com forward slash podcast and tell us what you think.